Hi, and welcome to this morning here at the 3PL Summit, Freight Waves Virtual Conference. I'm Kevin Hill, I'm the executive publisher here at Freight Waves. I have a very special guest for us to talk about freight brokerage in Europe and Ukraine, Eastern Europe, and what's going on there. And it is Paul from Freight Caviar, the, the great meme lord himself. Here, he's in Poland right now. Um, I think you split your time between Chicago and, and Poland, right, Paul? So I go to Chicago a few times a year. I actually be in LA for, or no, San Diego for the TIA conference next month. And I'll spend the summer in Chicago. So I, I go like usually three or four times a year for a couple of weeks, but I'm predominantly in Poland. Okay, great. And uh, how did you, well, how did you get started in freight brokerage and creating memes and, and creating a, a brand around that? Sure. It's actually quite funny. I, I, I got hired at Freight Brokerage that was just acquired by Becker Logistics a couple months ago. My good friend from, from college, from U of I, his dad owned the Freight Brokerage. And I was graduating in 2015. And he, he asked me if I, if I wanted a job. If, if I did, I could work for uh, at his dad's company. So I accepted it. And uh, that's how I started in the freight broker world. Uh, it was a small brokerage in Lincolnwood, Illinois. And then uh, the fu- there's, there's a funny side story about memes. I got in trouble for making memes at work, like my second week on the job. They got they, like it was, it was like I was like, kind of shocked. I was like just having some fun, and uh, and then well, I, I I stopped making memes completely. I got in trouble for making memes, so I was like, okay, got to stay focused on work. And I, I did a, I did a good job because of my Polish background. I I built relationships with all the Polish trucking companies in Chicago. Uh, and then I left that freight brokerage after a year, uh, traveled the world for six months, came back broke, uh, had no money. I, I think I had thirty dollars in my bank account, and uh, I, I actually reached out to, to CS Recruiting, and they got me four job offers in in one week, and I ended up working for a small startup uh, at that time in 2017, which was Everest Transportation Systems, and. They wanted to open up an office in up an office in Kiev and send me there. So I ended up. Uh, I was so excited, Kevin, when they offered me the job to, to move to Ukraine. I've always loved traveling, and uh, I just was like, "This is an amazing opportunity." I was 24. They sent me out to Ukraine. Uh, we I built the office from four to 100 before leaving, and I left in October 2020, and I moved to Poland. Uh, and then that's when I started making memes. I was just kind of. I quit my job. I, I had some free time, and I uh, spent a lot of my free time making memes. So that's how I got my start. <laughs> They're great memes. They, they, are. they get better over time. In the beginning, they weren't that great, but I thought they were great. So well, let's talk about. <laughs> you always get better with practice, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's talk about your your first job in Kiev and Ukraine. Your experiences there before we kind of pivot into what's happening there right now. Sure. Uh, it was interesting. The first time I actually was landing in Kiev, one of my first observations was that it, it was just darker. It was already nighttime. It was November. And the street lights weren't as bright as they are in Chicago. They're like probably 30% as bright. Like in Chicago, when you're landing at nighttime, it's very bright. You know, you could take with your iPhone, you could take a clear photo. And those were like one of my first observations uh, that I had. And I kind of felt like it was like, in a way, like the the wild, wild east, where it was just really cool to be in because you land and 
there is this uh, so many contrasts between the the rich and poor. You, you see, uh, I, I've seen countless Rolls Royce SUVs, and then on the streets of Kiev, and then I've seen the Ladas that go for like five hundred dollars. So there's a lot. It was, it was definitely a city of contrast, but it was a beautiful city. So you arrive in Kiev. You build up an office from from scratch to a hundred people. You recruit Ukrainians, local local people in Kiev. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh, sure, that's, that's a great question, Kevin. It was definitely very exciting for me. I mean, I was 24, and I was thrown into this position where I'm essentially running an office. Uh, and I was like, I had people that I hired that were twice my age that were calling me Mr. Paul. Everyone called me Mr. Paul. That was my name in the office, and I was like. It's, it's, it's part of the culture where they, they really treat the, the boss or whoever's in charge with, with respect. And uh, I, I had also, I was recruiting a lot of people. I was essentially, while I wasn't recruiting, I was uh, interviewing a lot of people daily. Uh, and a lot of people actually were moving from the eastern part, which was affected by the war in Donetsk, to Kiev because it was a safe place where there was no war. So we actually hired a, a few people and I... I know, like just from uh, from living in Kiev, I, I had interactions with a lot of people that moved from the eastern part because the that war started in 2014 in Donetsk uh, in the Donbas region. So, uh, it, with interviews, uh, it, it was funny. My my first few interviews were uh, really short, and we had a smaller office, and I I wasn't even sure what to ask people. I was 24, like I'm like. They, they kind of just threw this like position at me and like, I'm like, okay, well, so I remember I had this one experience where there was this young, uh, young woman. She was, uh, she was currently in, in college and I was busy covering freight and she sits down right next to me. I was supposed to have an interview with her. She sits down right next to me and she's like, Paul, I really want this job. And it was a tracking position. It's tracking position. She's like, Paul, I really want this job. I'm like, I'm like, you really want this job? It's like, yes, I really want this job. I'm like, you're hired. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I, like, I just, I never, I never seen so much enthusiasm for a tracking position in my life. And she was super happy to have it. Uh, and they were very grateful for the, the opportunities given. And that's one of the, one of, I guess, the reasons what, or I was really happy to be able to, to be there and provide them opportunities. Uh, and they, they all, the, the rate of the turnover rate was very low for the most part. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was in 2017. And then it felt like a lot of companies started started outsourcing to Ukraine to many cities, trucking companies and freight brokerages. So you, you still have a lot of friends in Kiev right now. There are, you know, we, we know what's going on with uh, the Russian invasion. Uh, can you highlight some of the some of the challenges that that your friends are going through right now and you know how that revolve you know how that that kind of affects the 3PL world here in the United States sure I, I definitely think it was a huge shock uh, the first few days uh, they Everest I think they had an office uh, of up to 160 people in Kiev so I could just imagine how how drastic that could have changed them but for my friends, uh, everyone that could essentially would went west, especially the the women, because the the men aren't allowed to leave the country due to the martial law in place. And it was really sad because uh, there's a girl, uh, Victoria, that I've worked I worked with her for three years. She's one of my she's actually my first hire that I made personally, and she sat next to me three years, and 
she she left the day the war started. They left Kiev and they started going west. And they were on the border with Romania for, they were sitting there for over 24 hours. And her father, who was 58, was not allowed to cross because it's only if you're above 60. So she had to leave her dad in Ukraine and take her son and her mom across the border. So, I mean, this is super, it's very sad, very sad. Uh, my other friend who actually, I was messaging him before the war started, I was messaging him to see like what his thoughts were. And uh, he just told me he has all his cash in one place, all his documents in one place that the war breaks out, him and his girlfriend are in the car and leaving right away. So if they were prepared before the war broke out, that there there might be an invasion. But uh, after martial law took place, he he just dropped them off on the the western side where it's safe, and then he he went back to uh, to join the military. So uh, I mean, and then I have another friend who's driving, taking supplies from Western Ukraine to Kiev back and forth, uh, and it's I mean it's devastating, especially since I'm so close, only only an hour away from the Ukrainian border, and there's there was a bomb that in Lutsk, which is 100 kilometers from the Polish border. So essentially a two-hour drive. I was in that city a year ago because I was driving to Kiev. It's just devastating. It, it is. It is. And as you said, you're you're an hour away from, from, from Ukraine, from a war zone. I mean, how... And you just told stories about, you know, your, your friends who were in Kiev, you know, freight brokers, um, that, that had were ready to evacuate, ready, ready to, to, to leave. To, to leave the war zone. Uh, how is it? How is it being so close right now to to what's going on? Yeah, uh, it definitely affected me mentally, especially in the beginning. I was like kind of tearing up. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure how to like even react to it. I kind of stopped my podcast. I stopped everything. I couldn't even focus. Right now, I'm getting back into everything. But uh, overall, there is just a huge influx of Ukrainians uh, in Poland right now. And logistically, it's also kind of chaotic uh, from bringing in supplies. Uh, everyone seems to be sending sh- supplies to, to Poland predominantly, and then they're being sent over to Ukraine. Uh, I know that there's just a lot of chaos in a lot of large cities. I'm in the 10th largest city in Poland. So uh, even though I'm so close, a lot of people from Ukraine tend to go either to the larger cities where they have either friends and family or want to go more west to, towards Germany. So it's kind of like a transition point for a lot of people. And you do see a lot more Ukrainian license plates on the streets, on the parking uh, a lot. So uh, when, I'm, when I'm right now working with my laptop here, it's in, an, in a cozy apartment. I'm just so grateful not to have be in that situation. Uh, but if, I, if you go out into the city, if you go to the malls, you just see a lot of refugees uh, everywhere. And I guess your friends who are in Ukraine and the freight brokerage industry, I mean, uh, I, I, I hear different different reports. I, I think some of them are still operating. Some of them aren't. Um, some of them have moved to, to the more western part of the country that uh, largely uh, isn't, I, I guess, a war yeah. zone right now. There's a lot of them in Lviv, uh, which is it's a large city in the, the western part of Ukraine. And I know there's a few... Uh, trucking companies and freight brokerages operating from that part. Uh, and then with my previous brokerage, they they sent all the, the women to, to Krakow and they're planning on opening up an office in Krakow, Poland now. Uh, so there's definitely some people that are operating. Uh, there's still a lot of people that, left that, are, that are still in Kiev. Uh, 
that, that haven't left uh, the city. So uh, one of my uh, previous coworkers, he, he sent me a video of him going into a bunker uh, and he, he typically, now he's a dispatcher. So it's with, with this digital world that we're, we're living in nowadays and with uh, people outsourcing to all parts of the world, Ukraine was one of the largest outsourcing, I think, trucking or logistically speaking countries, especially with Chicago having such a large Ukrainian population and all those, a lot of Ukrainians working in logistics industry, outsourcing it to their home country. So. Yeah, there's, there's largely of Colombia, of course, yeah. right? Colombia's uh, grown in prominence, but but yeah, Eastern Europe, uh, especially Ukraine, Ukraine has been been a popular spot to to outsource logistics yeah. jobs, right? Trucking, freight brokerage, uh, freight tech, even. Yeah. Uh, what about Poland? Is Poland uh, a good outsourcing? There's a few companies. Has it caught on at all? Uh, I, I think a lot. Uh, it hasn't really. If I were to say like the largest the uh, which countries in Europe are predominantly getting outsourced to? It would be Serbia, Ukraine, uh, Macedonia, where Boris, the or my uh, other uh, my friend who's also a meme lord, uh, is from. He's from Macedonia. So those are the countries where a lot of jobs are going. And I think the difference is that Poland is in the EU, and it's it has very I would say high taxes and higher salaries. Therefore, if anyone's moving or outsourcing, they're usually trying to go to where there's lower costs. And Poland has, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but right now, due to the situation, I do think there's going to be a lot of companies, because I've, I've heard from a few companies that they're moving to Poland. And I do have, before the invasion, before the war, there were companies here. I, I know I know of them. Uh, and in Warsaw and Wrocław, uh, even a mile away from me, there's a, an American logistics outsourcing company. So uh, there there are offices, and I think there's going to be more and more because a lot of them are coming from Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, it's um, probably the case uh, that, that Poland will, will, will grow a little bit, and, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, everything will will get settled, or I, I, I mean, know what, what to say. Uh, hopefully the war will yeah. end in, in Ukraine. Uh, very soon, and and things will go back to the way they did before the war. But you know, uh, with war, sometimes there there is no going back to to the way things That's, were. It's very unfortunate, and just even when it, it ends, the war ends. There's so much infrastructure that has to be uh, built again, and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a long term. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Uh, in the long term, right, to, to actually get everything fixated and so for it to return to normal. Yeah, it it it, it is. You know, it's it's just unfortunate all, yeah. all the way around. I mean, there's no there's not much else you can say about it except it's unfortunate and and uh, I won't try to say anything more about it uh, because I'll just uh, make an idiot of myself probably. So with that, um, you're going to be writing some articles for FreightWaves.com, um, telling personal stories about you know, uh, around your friends and, and their struggles and challenges during this time in, in Ukraine, the, you know, certainly the friends that, that work in the logistics industry and, and hopefully give us all an inside look at, at what's going on and, and telling those human yeah. stories. I, I think it's important for people to, to see that. And it's uh, it definitely uh, will resonate more with the people in logistics that are uh, that 
you know, work in America and they don't see the other side of things. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to show, share those stories with people. I do too. I, I think it's very important. And you're going to write yeah. some articles. I'm going to give you some deadlines. We're going <laughs> I need, to meet I need those, those deadlines. Right? <laughs> and by the time, <laughs> and by the time this comes out Wednesday, this is just a few days before Wednesday when we're pre-recording. Uh, but hopefully, you know, past the weekend, maybe early part, um, maybe the day of the conference, we'll have our first article from Freight Caviar, maybe a meme to go uh-huh. along with it, and, um, and and some interesting pictures and, and videos. Uh, you have a great interview that we'll have out soon as, as well with one of your friends who's doing uh, humanitarian um, things around the war as well. So thank you for joining thank us today, Paul. so much for having me. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure yeah, to speak with likewise. you. I'm, yeah. I look forward to our partnership and to getting more content out there together.